Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Uncorked with Funny Wine Girl. This is Janine Luby, a.k.a. Funny Wine Girl. And if you've been listening, and I hope you have, and if you haven't, shame on you. Uh, no, if you haven't, I'm going to tell you what September has been like on the podcast. I turned 50 on September 3rd. Woohoo! And I like celebrating birthdays, so I am not afraid of my age. So because of that, I wanted to honor and celebrate other women, women, excuse me, in their 50s throughout the whole month of September. <laughs> so each week you will be hearing from, and you have been, you can go back and take a listen. We've had Mindy Hill, who's a great runner, yoga instructor, positive person, uh, Terry Granahan, longtime stand-up comedian who talks about her picky eating and how that led her to plant-based eating. And this week's guest, who I'll introduce in a few seconds. So we're going to be talking about some heavy, a heavy topic today, and hopefully we will be able to uh, lighten things up a little bit so that you can laugh. And by no means is that meant to dilute the importance of the topic, but you know we all could use a good laugh. So uh, without further ado, I would like to introduce this week's guest, Marie Onakavich, who is the executive director of Northeastern Pennsylvania's chapter of NAMI, National Alliance on Mental Illness. September is Suicide Prevention Month. And today, I think we said that we're recording this today, September 10th on World Suicide Prevention Day, I believe. So welcome, Marie. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me uh, in in this the, with, with all of the other fabulous women in their 50s, but also on this very important day that's very important to the work that that I do with NAMI. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, there's so many different and there's, you know, during the week and the day and the month. So, but, you know, we talk about these uh, recognitions and observances and while they're important because they bring light to different things, we know, I think now more than ever, that this is not something that can be boxed into a day, a week, a month. This is something we need to recognize, talk about, and just basically um, pretty much all year long, right? Oh, it, it, it is. And, and, and that's exactly what we do. You know, part of our mission is to raise awareness. You know, we, we might push a little bit harder during this month, Suicide Prevention Month, on this day, World Suicide Awareness Day. Uh, and during May, which is Mental Health Awareness Month, we might push a little bit harder, but we never stop doing what we do. Uh, we never stop talking about mental health and mental wellness and mental illness. So let's talk a little bit before we get into um, what you what you do there and what everyone kind of needs right now with what's going on in the world. You have been there for a while. Um, tell us a little bit about what brought you there, and then we'll get into a little bit. You, we, we started having a conversation before, which I love, about how we all need to take care of our mental health now and, and what you do that helps you, as you said, feed your soul. So tell us what brought you to your position and how long you've been there. <laughs> Well, like most people, uh, I, I was looking for a job and, and I, I landed here. I, I honestly was not at that point in time aware of who NAMI was. Uh, at that point, 24 years ago, it was, it was called the Scranton Alliance on Mental Illness. Uh, since then, we have, or actually it was the Scranton Alliance for the Mentally Ill. And as times have changed and we've learned to speak a little bit more respectfully and, and person first language, uh, our name changed from that to uh, 
National Alliance on Mental Illness. We are an affiliate of a national organization. There are folks just like me uh, across the country and in some, uh, some foreign countries as well doing what I do. Um, and that is uh, provide support, education, and information to anybody who's been affected by mental illness. You know, here's the elevator speech. We have support groups, we have education programs, we get involved, uh, you know, in advocacy, not individual advocacy. We, we are not an advocate, but we can help people learn how to advocate for themselves. And we can, uh, you know, help people get connected to the resources that they need to get connected to. And we also, uh, while we are, uh, we're a nonprofit, so we're our, we're not a political organization, but we do uh, uh, stand for mental health. And so, any kind of legislation that has anything to do with mental health, we will advocate for that. Uh, and again, our education programs and our uh, support groups are all for anybody who's been affected by mental illness. So we provide support for family members and for individuals living with mental illness. Uh, NAMI was created by talking about fabulous women, you know, over, over 50, was created by families and primarily, you know, a couple moms uh, almost 45 years ago who said, you know, what about us? Our children have serious mental illness, our adult children. We're learning about that. We want to learn more how to support them and we want to learn how to take care of us. And that's, that's really important, whether you are a caregiver to somebody with a chronic illness or a human being, uh, you know, as, as you alluded to earlier, taking care of ourselves is so important. And, and NAMI grew out of that need to, for self-care. And so it's a big part of what we do here. And that's a word, I mean, maybe it wasn't used as often, but you're seeing that a lot. And especially since the pandemic, self-care, which basically is taking care of yourself, but especially, I know in, in your work and, and due to what's going on, really mentally and emotionally, right? Because that is part of overall health. It shouldn't really be separate. It's part of who we are and it can affect so much. Uh, and, you know, we were talking before that you said not everything, like everything in life, there are different topics. You can't, it's not one size fits all for anybody. What works for you and what you like, what I like is not necessarily going to work for someone else. But you said before what I love, do something that feeds your soul so that you can become stronger, resilient, and and kind of get away from all these stressors that are really bothering you. Like, I know that you, much like me, like birds, like bird watching, mm -hmm. wine yeah. drinking, and uh, and kayaking. So how do you feel? Like, when do you feel uh, that really comes in handy for you, all these different things that you do for yourself? You had said before about, uh, you know, the stresses of daily life. Uh, when I talk about it in my work, when I, when I talk about it, you know, in my life, I, I, I liken it to, you know, a backpack. Every day we carry this backpack around and we throw stones in it, you know, whether it's that bill that we don't have enough money to pay this month that we're worried about, if it's our loved one with an illness, if it's troubles at job, we're putting stones in that backpack and some of them are little, some of them are, are, are boulder size and we carry it every day and, and it wears us down. Even if we have all small stones, 51 pound small stones weigh as much as one 50 pound boulder. It's, 
it can wear us down. So we have to put it down sometimes. We, we may not be able to make it all go away, but we have to find a way to put it down. And while it's down, we can build our resilience. And, and that's another word of the day. That, that's a new word. And, and I love it because it's, it's so hopeful and it's so inspiring. At, and, and it implies that we can recover from these things. We can figure out a way to, to manage the stress in our life, even if it's going to be chronic and it's always going to be there, we can become resilient and we can find a way to manage it. And to bring it back around, one of those ways is to put that backpack down and hop in that kayak. And because you don't want to bring a 50 pound backpack in a kayak. <laughs> no, you're in trouble then. <laughs> but but, but it, whatever it is that you do, put it down for a while and, and go and, and do what makes you happy whether it be hiking, uh, biking, it might be therapy. It might be taking a nap. Uh, it's like you said, it's, it's individual. Uh, self-care isn't as heavy as we might think. And it's also not as lightweight as we might think for some folks getting a manicure and a pedicure is self-care. And that's, and that's wonderful and that's feeding their soul. Some folks need more. Some folks, again, maybe need therapy or need the support groups that, that NAMI offers or the education programs even that NAMI offers. And that's self-care as well. And, and that's what makes it so individual, uh, whatever allows you to put the backpack down. Because while it's down, your body is recovering. It's building resil resilience. It's building its strength back up again. So when you pick it back up, that backpack because you're going to have to you're a little bit stronger you're a little bit more refreshed and and you can you can face things a, a little bit better than maybe you were at the end of the, the day or or at the end of a long period of of unrelenting stress yeah you said okay you said a bunch of things <laughs> that i want to bring up <laughs> i i love the fact that you said with the the weight and i kind of think of this with running because i run I've done several races and I've never been fast and I'm getting slower, you know, 12 miles at an 11 minute pace is still the same as 12 miles at a seven minute. It's the same distance. Yeah. So when you talk yeah. about those boulders, I think it's important because I think some of us, sometimes we have guilt or maybe even get guilted by people. Like it could be a bunch of small stones, right? So it oh, could be yeah. just everyday life. Like, oh my gosh, my bills. Oh my gosh, my parents are aging and this is happening as opposed to someone who's dealing with cancer or whatever. You shouldn't feel shame because it's like, well, you know, because people get sometimes in that mode of, well, well, at least you have this, at least you have that. That's true. But we, I always think of, and I don't know if you were ever a fan of Allie McBeal on Fox years yeah, ago. I yes. wish I could remember the exact way she said it, but someone was kind of giving her a hard time about, you know, why is everything all about you? And her answer was more or less just like, cause this is the life I'm living right? I'm not living yeah. anyone else's life. So yeah. while I can empathize and say, oh my gosh, I wouldn't want those troubles. I feel really bad. You still have your own and it's still okay to say they're heavy and yeah. they're something I need to find a way to cope with. You're, you're you know, you're absolutely right. And, and one of our, uh, you know, we have guiding principles for our groups. And, and one of the guiding principles is we don't judge anyone else's pain or struggles as more or less than our own. Uh, it, it is, it's the life we're living and, and it's all about our own perspective. If right now life is overwhelming for me, 
I might be living the same exact life as you and, and you can deal with it. And there's a whole, you know, series of factors and reasons that, that, that the experience might be different, but, uh, uh, you know, or, or the perspective might be different, but yeah, we're, we're, and I think living is stressful. If, if, if you're not, if you don't experience stress on, on you know, at least one stressor a day, whether it be being stuck in traffic or, or uh, the, the, your, your, your keyboard not working properly, one might, you know, it's, you're, you're not, you're not living, uh, uh, you know, we, we do, it's, it's, it's part of, it's part of life. Yeah, absolutely. And it's all about, you'll hear this, we always hear this a million times, right? We can't control what happens, but we can control how we respond to it. And that's, I love what the other two things I wanted to pick up on, you said about putting it down. It's not getting rid of it, right? You're not tossing it away. And when I do uh, through my business, Laugh to Live, I do laughter yoga. I always use the quote from Milton Berle, laughter is an instant vacation. I'm, and you know, a lot of people would say, oh, that's just silliness. And there's a quote from the Dalai Lama that says more or less when I'm laughing, I'm not putting my head in the sand. I'm not burying it, taking like making a joke of life. What I'm doing is taking the time to set my problems down so I can recharge, I can reinvigorate. So whether it's, you know, five minutes watching a funny video, 30 minutes watching a funny show or doing like when I do my laughter yoga session, you will feel better and you've put your, you cannot think negative thoughts when you're laughing. You can't. And any of those negative Neds out there are like, well, I bet you I could show you. Well, you can't, you just simply (laughs) cannot. And so you're setting things down so that you can get refreshed, just like recharging a phone. So then you're ready to face things because life will never be smooth sailing completely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We, and, and that's, that's exactly what it's like, you know, recharging, recharging your battery, recharging your phone. We need to recharge ourselves and, and, and we need to figure out how to do that. I I think it's helpful to identify the stressors in our life uh, and, and determine if we can lessen any of them because sometimes managing them, sometimes recognizing that, that you're, maybe you're not good with time management and, and, and acquiring some time management skills or, or, or getting up a better day planner might might be helpful. So identifying the stressors in your life, identifying ways that you can manage them in, in a in a less stressful way is important. But there's always going to be something there, and and the person who does not feed their soul, who does not find ways to to put those stressors down, sometimes is going to find themselves tired. It, it, you know, worn down. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I want to, and I want to get, this is going to take it a little more serious, but before we get there, I love also the idea of resilience. Um, and this is where I, I I don't, I don't think it should be controversial, but I feel like everything's a controversial anymore. It's like, (laughs) you like that color? What's wrong with you? You're too monochromatic. How dare you? I mean, it's, Uh you know, Uh we're getting almost comically ridiculous and sad, a sad way, but, um, resilience is so important. And, this is where, I mean, I think, you know, from, from your perspective, my perspective, everybody might have a different take on this. And I feel like, um, like I taught seven years part-time as an instructor in college. And I said, I feel like a lot of the students need so much support 
but it is on a sliding scale. Not everyone's anxiety is crippling. Mm -hmm. Um, so building up to, to handle things, I think is so important. And then I feel like sometimes even I'm getting, you know, I'm 50, I can get a little curmudgeonly that where do we know, and this is, I guess is a more of a question for you. Where do we know the, the line and how do we go from helping people find the resources to be stronger and resilient versus coddling? I, I mean, because I just think of like social media and the news are two big stressors, right? And people have, you know, I'll go through things and I'll read, oh, they, people blame the media, they blame, you know, everybody else is to blame, but we aren't robots, right? We literally have to be able to set the phone down, to get off social media, to unfriend people, to block them so that we can't just say, well, they made me this way or whatever. So I, you know, I mean, I just, like, some days I feel like, well, you can't just remove things so that they're not a problem because the people who are at a little bit of a healthier place can handle them. So you can't just take things away. So where is the balance or, or how do we strike that balance? I guess. I, I think most of us want to achieve and be successful and be productive. I, I, I think it's part of, part of being human. And if somebody finds themselves in a position where, where they're not doing that, uh, I think supporting them and helping them see that they can indeed do it in little steps till they're at a point where they can take those steps on their own is helpful. Uh, it, it's, you know, we, we, we all hear the stories of, you know, I learned to swim because my dad threw me in. Uh, you know, threw me off the dock. Maybe that works for for some folks, and and maybe everybody can learn to swim, but that's not going to work for everybody. You know, so just pulling away all supports may not be helpful, even if we know that person could do it. I, I think taking them in baby steps to a point where they see that they can be successful, and then there may be folks who can't get to that point, and that's where you know you know, maybe some professional supports are, are important. If they're not able to get, you know, get to that point, if they're not able to, to pick up those skills and, and get past those barriers that they, they may have uh, for being productive, then, then they need, again, more professional supports, perhaps. Mm -hmm. But well, the first part, what you said, offering support is important. And even maybe gently reminding people like, well, hey, you know what, I turned off the news, maybe you could try that because if it's really stressing you out, like, because I know I actually do know a lot of people and I've said I'm going to stop doing it. And then I go back to it. But fortunately, I mean, I, I can handle it personally, but it does stress me out and make well, actually, mm -hmm. it makes me angry. <laughs> and I end up screaming at the TV. But you know, maybe just offering assistance or even offering personal experience and say, well, you know what, here's what I was going through. Mm -hmm. And this is what I did. And this is how it helped me because sometimes maybe people are embarrassed or they just feel a little bit out of sorts and sharing personal experiences if people are open to it can, can definitely I think help other people. I it Nami, Nami's very strong on storytelling, you know, using our own experience to give hope and, and inspire others. So uh, you are right, uh, you know, in, in the right settings, you know, we also have to be cautious that if somebody is really struggling, we don't make it about ourselves, you know, it, it, it's right. about them. But, you know, I, I, I think we, I think we can know when that is. So, you know, using our experience, 
to inspire others is important. Using our experience and using our knowledge to uh, give reassurance and give information to people is really important. Uh, I think we also have to accept that not everybody's going to take that reassurance and information. And, you know, we, we, we do have free will and we have free will to, to be resilient and, and productive and we have free will to be uh, miserable and, and unproductive. And, and, and that's, again, when there's not, we're, I'm not talking about serious mental illness, that, that's a little bit different story. But, uh, you know, when we give people information, we talk a lot about being cautious about giving advice, uh, you know, because advice can, you know, can get dicey. We, we get resentful if people don't take our advice. They may get resentful if, if it seems like we're telling them what to do. But so we talk about giving information, giving reassurance, you know, it, it, it can get better. And these are some of the things that, that people are doing to help it get better. They're, they're shutting off the news. They're, they're going for walks, sometimes providing practical help. Uh, in, instead of telling somebody, you know, shut off the news, shut off the news. If there's somebody who's close to you saying, let's go for a walk. Let, you know, you, you, and, and put your phone in your pocket, you know, we had, you know, helping them. Cause you know, and especially I, I think we're somewhat fatigued now, but at the beginning of, of the pandemic and, and just like, you know, if you remember the days following 9-11, like, or any sort of big uh, uh, traumatic experience in our, in our world, we tend to be glued to the news. And then we, yeah. then we move away. We, you know, either we get tired of it, life begins to go on. Some folks find a harder time of, of picking the pieces up again. And so sometimes providing some, some practical support, some practical help that saying, you know, let, let's go for a walk. Let's, I've got, I've got two kayaks. Have you ever been kayaking? Come kayaking with me. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll teach you how to do it. Or let's, let's go for a walk. And there, there's a waterfall here. Have you seen it? And so, you know, you're, you're supporting them and you're giving them help you're not doing things for them. You're helping them figure out what they can do for themselves. And, and maybe next time, or, or maybe at some point in the future, they'll go for that walk by themselves. They'll see the value in, in shutting off that news and doing something else. So. Yeah. And you, I mean, you gave a few examples, but as we know, there's numerous things, right? I mean, uh, you know, taking, maybe even learning something new, taking a cooking class or, you know, trying, just trying something, go to a, going to a night where you're playing drums, steel drums, or like just trying something different. And, you know, maybe it does take a friend saying, you know, what, let's do this. Let's try yeah. this because yeah. it's a nice distraction. It's something different. And, you know, and, or maybe even getting into the habit of, okay, instead of six o'clock where I would normally be watching the news, now it's going to, that's going to be my evening walk time or yeah. something like that. Yeah. I mean, those are definitely, and there's so many options out there of things people can do. There, there are, are, there are, you know, you, you had mentioned, um, you know, your like laughter yoga practice, just yoga in general. Uh, we, especially like one of the positive things I, I think to come out of the pandemic is the increase in all of the organizations that are offering no cost outside uh, events such as that. Uh, the Greenhouse 
project in Scranton has, they, they, they host hikes, nature hikes at Lackawanna State Park. They host yoga in the park. And they're, I believe they're all free or very, very low cost and affordable. And, you know, what, what a better way to, to feed your soul to, to put that backpack down and, and check out of things for a little while and perhaps make friends. Cause you know, the, one of the best ways to make friends is to find common interests. So you don't yeah. know what might come out of going on that hike. Yeah. And your great examples you're giving too, that, you know, uh, I've talked about this on another podcast about like, and even with Mindy, the yoga instructor, nature therapy or forest therapy, this thing, you know, the Japanese practice called forest bathing, where again, and I can attest to this, and I know you probably, I'm sure you can too. I, you know, between kayaking, walking, hiking, or running in the woods, when I run in the woods versus running on the street, I mean, the trails are so peaceful, the trees, there is just a sense of peace. And there is research to show it is so healthy for the mind and the body that just being in nature and having that sense of awe, there's research that says that awe, that gratitude, something larger than ourselves, really is just a wonderful feeling and a healthy thing to do actually it, it oh it is I if you ask me to go for a walk and, and you tell me we're going to walk down our street I'm not interested but yeah t- take me take me into nature and I'll I'll walk all day I, I I will and 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 I there is that connection and there is that peace and there is that that like you said, ah, that, that gratitude that we're a a part of it. And that's, and it's, and it's something most of us can do uh, at no cost. You know, you just need a a, a decent pair of shoes and, and you can, there's parks in our community that are small. If you want to do a 10 minute loop around, uh, 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 you know, but, but it's, you're still in the woods. Uh, uh, Stayback Park up in Einan has a really nice little paved in the woods. You could do it in 10, 15 minutes if you wanted to, or you can wander slowly and go around because there's, you know, kind of puzzles together. There's a couple different paths that crisscross. You, you, can, you can be there for a while, or you can go off of that path and go follow other paths that take you out into the fields and the woods. And, but you can start with a 10 minute walk and, and build up to something bigger if if, if thinking about a long walk is, is overwhelming or, or difficult, start with something yeah. small. Yeah. And you mentioned, you know, that a lot of the, since the pandemic, a lot of places are offering, you know, free workshops and things outside, but let's say as we get into colder weather, or if people don't want to leave the house, there's so many resources online too. I mean, you could watch a YouTube video on yoga or Pilates or <laughs> even laughter yoga. They're out there. So, you yeah. know, and I know it's always nice to connect with other people and be outside, but you know, knowing that that's a backup too, if someone can't bring themselves to leave the house, there's also some great things online that a YouTube that could teach them something and they could, they could yeah. still do this activity. That's going to be healthy for them. Yeah. Yoga with Adrian is, is she's on YouTube. It's no cost. And she offers beginner, all, all kinds of levels and, and all, uh, you know, whether it's relaxation, yoga, rejuvenating, she, you name it, she, she offers it. Uh, so yeah, and it's there and no cost. You just need to be able to access YouTube. 
There's a lot of great apps uh, that are available at, at little to no cost. Most of them have some free, uh, uh, free uh, you know, free, my mind just went blank. Now I'm gonna Content lie. and versions. Yeah, yeah free yeah. access, free versions. Um, I'm so sorry. It's Friday. No. Thank goodness it's, <laughs> it's Friday. Okay. Um, and there, but some great apps, uh, Headspace, Calm, uh, you know, I mean, all you have to do is do a Google search of, of mental health apps or, or relaxation apps. And some of them are really helpful, you know, for, for sleep. If you have a problem with sleep, they'll guide you through a, a, a guided meditation to be able to relax better and, and fall asleep. So you don't have to be in front of YouTube. You can have your, your, your smartphone there and have that running. I would, when I would have a problem sleeping, I had the, the Calm app has that sleep uh, guided meditation on it. And I would have it, it on my, open on my phone. So if I woke up in the night and had a hard time falling asleep, I would just click that on and really not even get out of bed and click that on and you have this nice soothing voice lulling you back to sleep. And then yeah. there's some others that are, you know, the paid versions have, have somebody, you know, telling you stories, very calming stories and a very soothing voice. So there's- Yeah, meditation is another very valuable. I know in Scranton this past, I think it was July and parts of August, they did the, a meditation by the Lackawanna River. And I went to two or three of those and yeah. wow, how wonderful you're combining. They also had someone a musician, like a single musician each time. So you've got music, which of course we know music does wonders for our, our body, our minds, our mood. We've got the river, the flow of the river, and then the breathing. And she was uh, breathing. It's called breathe and prosper. Uh, I think the woman who was leading it was guiding us. So yeah. you have so many things wrapped up in one. You have the little ducks coming up on there. It was like nature, it's breathing, it's music. I mean, so many wonderful things all together there. Yeah. 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 I, I agree. And, and you touched on something that, that we hadn't just now music, you know, going back to that feeding your soul, whatever works for you. When, when we do an education program, we do something called mental health first aid and it's an eight hour program. But one of the steps we talk about is self-care and, and music, whether it's listening to music or playing music or writing music or, you know, learning how to, to play a, a song is, it's another, it's another way of putting that backpack down and taking care of ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, is there, so it's important to take care of ourselves as we're saying, feed our soul. Now, before we, you know, we wrap up, I definitely want to at least spend a little time and whatever you want to say, because it is a heavy topic, mm-hmm. suicide prevention, Um, so, you know, we've been talking about self-care and again, there is that scale, like some people can, can manage a certain level of stress. Other people, maybe it's more for them, or, you know, you're talking about serious mental illness. So there's a range, right? There's a range of people's needs and where they're at with their mental health. Mm -hmm. Uh, But when you're getting to suicide prevention, that's a serious, really serious level. What would you want to say about that? And maybe things that, you know, your organization has learned or is, is doing to help in, in that. Sure. Sure. Yes. Uh, we, we, as you started out saying, you know, we don't want to make light of, of suicide awareness and prevention by saying, you know, go for a walk and you'll feel better. We're 
first part of this, our, our conversation really wasn't so much about that. Although I do believe good self-care on a daily basis can help us be more resilient and, and is actually a form of prevention, but it's, it's very, very early proactive or, or prophylactic prevention versus, you know, crisis response. Uh, if there's someone in your life that you are concerned about their mental health, if you know that they're struggling, if, whether, whether you, you think that they may be considering suicide or you just see that they're struggling and it's, and it's affecting their life, they're not just grumpy, they're maybe missing work, they're not taking care of themselves like they used to be, they're not answering phone calls, they're not you know, keeping that, that monthly coffee date that you always had before. They're, it's, it's gone beyond the grumpiness and it's impacting their life. Reach out to them, talk to them, but don't just reach out and say, how are you, you know, or don't just reach out and say, I love you, you're a good person. Have a conversation with them about what you're concerned about. Ask them how they're doing. How are you doing? How are you feeling? How are things going? And then talk about why you're worried about them. Not in a judgmental, not in a, a confrontational way, but you know, how are you doing? I'm fine. You know, I, I'm really worried about you because our last two coffee dates you canceled and, and I know you've been missing a lot of work and I'm worried about you. You know, are, is there something going on that I can help you with? And, and sometimes opening the door to that conversation for them can be very helpful because, you know, we ask people, how are you doing? And we all expect people to say good. And we're satisfied with that. And we, and we walk away and we say, oh, I checked in with them. They're doing good. But having the little bit more difficult conversation and, and not, not being afraid of it. There is a, a, a great website uh, a great whole like program effort out of Australia called Are You Okay? And it's www.areyouok, the letters are the letter U, okay.org.au because it's out of Australia. And the whole website is about how to have that conversation with somebody who you're worried about. And they have campaigns throughout Australia promoting having those conversations with with your workmates, with your, you know, significant others, with your family members, etc. But I I advise everybody, you know, take take a peek at that website. They're very user friendly. They're very easy to follow. They're very and they're very, you know, matter of fact and 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 simple. Uh, you know, just asking a person how they're doing and talking about things you're concerned about, but then become aware of some of the resources in the community, at the very least, NAMI. Uh, you, can, you can get us, uh, you know, our website is www.namineapa.org. We have information on our website about suicide or crisis response. We have local uh, resources in the area, local mental health, you know, community mental health centers as well as crisis response numbers. So I'm not gonna give them all uh, on this podcast. You can find that on our website. You can find that, you can find that information out by calling us. We have resource cards. I'd be happy to mail anybody that reached out to us. 
uh, a, a packet of information. Our phone number is 570-342-1047. But uh, being a little bit aware, you know, giving that reassurance and information that I talked about before. How are you doing? I'm concerned about this. It can get better. These are the resources in the community where you can get help. Or, or how about if I come over and we'll, we'll look at your, your insurance network? Do you have an EAP program? Call the EAP number on the back of your, your, your medical, your insurance card. I'm, I'm always surprised at the people that don't think to do that. But when I think about it, when we're overwhelmed, we're not thinking clearly. And, and we're just kind of trying to deal with what we're dealing with right now and put this little fire out. We're not thinking about how to put the big fire out or, you know, how to shut off the gas leak, just put this fire out. And then, so sometimes we need somebody outside of that situation to say, Hey, you know, do you have an EAP? Do you, have you looked at your network of providers? I'll come over because anybody who's ever tried to navigate their own healthcare you know, network website knows it can be overwhelming. And somebody who's stressed, things are overwhelming for them. Uh, you know, it, it's the thought of opening a website and navigating around all these different things might be overwhelming. And so they just don't do it. So providing that that practical help that, that you know, I talked about earlier, it, it can take all different forms depending upon what the person needs you know, why don't we take a look at that and see who's in your provider? Who can you get an appointment with anybody? I'll go with you or I'll be there when you call. I'll, you know, what do you need from me? What kind of help can I give you? How can I support you? So offering that and then again, offering, you know, information on those resources. Let's look at the NAMI website and see what's on it. It could be as simple as that. Yeah, and there's um, the national NAMI, and I'm sure you have links to it sometimes too. I know I follow them on Instagram, and there's even guides about what to say because, like you said, yeah. you, you know you don't want to just say, "Oh, hang in there, it'll get better," because it, it may not, or they may might be in such a serious place that that is not enough. So maybe even some suggestions, right? There's some verbal cues or some kinds of things that can help guide your conversation with someone who's struggling. Yeah. I have, I mean, if, if you look at our, our social media, our Facebook page and our Instagram, the, the last, well, I mean, throughout this month, I posted several different and, and, and there's like multiple graphics on, on the Instagrams of how, how to have those conversations. As a matter of fact, I, yesterday, I think it was just yesterday, I, we, we, I, I, we created one based upon the information on that, are you okay? website on, on how to have that conversation and what to do. So everything that we just talked about, if you're out there in, in podcast land and, and you're, you're not remembering it, just visit the NAMI website or the NAMI and the NAMI Instagram page. And, and, it's, and it's all on there, how to have those difficult conversations. You can, having that difficult conversation can save a life. Uh, you know, we, we sometimes think, what can I do? One person can do a lot. Uh, there is a, a motivational speaker who survived a suicide attempt by jumping off of the Golden Gate Bridge. And he had, he tells the story of how ambivalent he felt about suicide when he was contemplating it. Because people who do choose suicide, and I use that word very lightly, because 
it's not really even a matter of choosing suicide. They, they don't, it's not that they want to die. They want to end the way they're feeling and they don't know how else to end the way they're feeling. They want the pain that they're in the psychological, emotional, and sometimes physical pain. They want that to stop and they don't know of any other way to make it stop. So sometimes helping them see that there's other ways to make it stop can be helpful. But this man, his name is Kevin Hines. He talks about how the day he, he decided, he, he said in his head, if, if anybody approaches me, because he was so ambivalent about it, if anybody approaches me, I won't do it. If anybody approaches me and is kind to me and asks me how I'm doing, because he was crying, he was on the Golden Gate Bridge for 40 minutes and I, I won't do it. And he said, he's on the bridge, ugly crying. And a woman approaches him. And he said for a split second, he thought somebody cares. Somebody noticed how much pain I'm in. And it, you know, he, he uses a little bit humor in his story because humor is okay as long as it's respectful. And he says, this woman comes up to him. And as he's thinking, feeling hopeful, she says to him in a German accent, cause she's a tourist, would you take my picture? And he imitates her and, and you know, so he does. And then he turns and, and vaults off the, the bridge and, and he survived it and he lived to tell the tale and to inspire others. But he, and then he goes on to share how as soon as his hands left that bridge, he thought this, I, I don't want to do this. This isn't how I want to end things. How's my family ever going to know? So suicide, you know, when people talk about there's nothing you can do. If somebody wants to die by suicide, they will. That's false. That's a rumor. It's not true. There are things and, and we should always try to help people if we can. And, and sometimes it, it doesn't work. Uh, you know, sometimes our help doesn't make a difference sometimes, but often, often we can. And, and, and knowing that Think there's things that we can do, can empower us to 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 reach out to other people that we're worried about. Yeah, well, that's a very powerful place to end. And uh, <laughs> I would just encourage everyone, unless there's anything else that you wanted to add, Marie, because I know that was a, we could go on for a long time. But yeah, yeah, that, no, no, I, I think we talked about a lot today. And I think if if folks want more information about mental health or resources. They can, they can reach out to us. They can visit our website. There, there's our Instagram. There's a lot to learn uh, just by visiting that. And if they want more information, they can give us a call. Okay, great. So I will, when I post this to social media, I will include um, the phone number again for NAMI and EPA. And again, check them out on Facebook, Instagram, a wonderful website, all kinds of wonderful information. And the national NAMI, of course, has its own website, as well as if you're listening to this, because I know I have listeners outside of Scranton, there are numerous chapters of NAMI across the state, right, Marie? They're pretty much across, everywhere. Across the country. We are an affiliate of a national organization and we have affiliates all over. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, if you I go to, across the country, yeah. Yeah. If, if, if you go to our national, just NAMI, www.nami.org, you'll see uh, find support or find an affiliate. I forget exactly what it says, but find something and, and a map will come up. And you literally find your state and then a, a, a listing of all the affiliates in your state will 
will open up. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. This has been Marie Onikavich joining us from NAMI NEPA, another fabulous 50 as part of the fabulous 50s of September. So thank you so much for joining me. Um, And remember everyone to feed your soul, uh, not to get light again, but feed it. And then also make sure that you quench your thirst, maybe have a glass of wine or something else that's nice, not too much, just the right amount, you know, drink a Mm -hmm. little bit of wine and laugh a lot. That's good for you. So thank you for listening. This has been another episode of Uncorked with Funny Wine Girl with me, Janine Luby, Funny Wine Girl. And I hope you'll join us again next week to listen. Take care, feed your soul, have a great day. Bye.